0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This piece was brought to you by Roberta's.
2: Roberta'spizza.com Hi, this is Celia Cutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
1: back streaming live from bushwick on the heritage radio network from roberta's here on arts and seizures and before we get into it you know you've all heard lots of filth and lots of fury we've worked blue we've done everything from punk rock and pornography to pro wrestling and pot on this show but um at always at the true beating heart of arts and seizures um this show has always been about freedom and love and that's the message that we're sending today to our friends uh in in paris um we are working the show today with a truly unbelievable amount of sadness uh really really indescribable i, I personally had, had nightmares it hit so close to home a room full of musicians a band just kids it's just it's just un- unfathomable and um it would be difficult to start the show without acknowledge- acknowledging that i mean this is still uh it still weighs very very heavy and i'm sure it will for a long time um that being said i'm switching to my joe franklin voice to introduce you <laughs> jesse because i'm <I'd> like- <laughs> um, going back in the animal. i'm going going back i'm going going way back I know we're all we're all feeling the same thing, and I know you guys are going to talk. You had a friend who who, who was lost in the um, in the massacre in, in Paris. Um, but um, as Joe Frank would say, I'd like to introduce a young man, a very talented young man. He's from the Borough of Queens, which, as you know, is also home to many other talented musical personalities, Louis Armstrong and Kiss, among them, <laughs> and the Ramones. Uh, um, he's a very talented young man. He's bigger than big. He's big, big. So let's <laughs> hear it for our friend Jesse Mallon. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Thank you, Joe. <laughs> the and, ghost uh, of Joe. And the ghost of Joe. Um, and uh, joining us today is also uh, Derek Cruz, who's hey. uh, I brought his guitar along, and um, I understand you've been and twirling the knobs for uh, Jesse as well. Quite a bit, yeah. How yeah. you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. I'm really glad to have you here. We go, you know, Jesse and I we go way back, uh, travel in the same punk rock circles since. Um, you know, it's hard to imagine like these. Uh, all ages shows when I was you know hanging friends with Reagan Youth, our mutual friend Dave, uh, insurgent of Reagan Youth. Uh, I guess we're a couple of years older than you, so you were like what fourteen when you were in a heart attack.
3: We started when we were twelve, actually. Yeah, <laughs> we played the CBGBs those audition nights. Right. You could call up if you had original music, they would let you in, and <laughs> we did a, a couple of those. Came in from Queens and like you know got scared of the Bowery, but we got used to. it.
1: It's almost unfathomable like going to see a twelve bunch of twelve year olds playing hardcore punk.
3: Yeah, well, it started out more like Dead Boys, Ramonesy stuff, and then. Suddenly, we heard the bad brains and circle jerks and things like that. You know, even the plasmatics were like, Faster than, you know, what we were used to The oh. Dickies, and, you know, it started to speed up
1: Oh my god, the plasmatics were incredibly fast If you listen to those records now, I mean And no one knew what to do with the velocity I mean, I remember hearing it the first time These bands, the Dead Kennedys, and it didn't make sense And then you listen to it, and, you know, your brain It's like trying to catch up with a fastball <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, eventually you could see it coming Yeah, know. it was just like
3: Motorhead Or a fast <laughs> Judas Priest song was around But, you know, really once that started to change Then Heart Attack uh, became a trio And we picked up the tempos And, you know, a lot of bands were Some bands were getting silly trying to out. Beat each other, who was faster, and all that kind of bananas. But I think that when it gets so fast, you lose the, you lose the point. It doesn't quite swing the way. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't <laughs> swing. Speaking of swinging, um. Phil Taylor, Phil Animal Taylor, he died last week from Motorhead
1: and uh, yeah. he really knew how to play it fast but swing it. But no, I really knew how to play a shake and beat. I always thought I mean, Motorhead was a rock and roll band. You know, to me, like the most two most perfect songs in the history of rock and roll are Maybelline by Chuck Berry and the Ace of Spades. You know, to <laughs> like me, they're like they like these like economical like, like rock and roll songs where not a single note is wasted. The beat is shaking. It's like the perfect shaking thing. You know, right, right. You know it's about cars and gambling and girls <laughs> yeah. and even the guitar solo is like not a, a wasted note. Yeah. It's just like this model of efficient rock. And roll. It's a great thing you said. It's true, I, yeah. I totally back it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we want to talk about your new record. And um, you are uh, a guy who's, <laughs> I guess, hang on, the, on the verge of respectable um, uh, coming out of Queens, which is uh, not always the easiest thing to do. I was loving, I was listening to um, from your new record, uh, Waged Stone City Limits this morning. Oh, yeah. Which is sort of like your get out of Denver. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of our uh, Nutbush City Limits or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what, why don't you tell us about the new record and we'll get right into uh, some music?
3: We have a record out called Outsiders the second one that uh, we've had out this year first it was New York Before the War in April and Outsiders just came out last month
1: prolific motherfucker uh,
3: well, I didn't have a record out for five years Love It to Life was the last record so in those five years D-Generation Reunion St. Mark's Social Tours and uh, some writing and recording. Yeah, we did both these records. Most of it was done in rural settings. The new one, Outsiders, was done in the Poconos in a studio <laughs> called Velvet Elf. Did, did
1: you record it in a heart-shaped bathtub?
3: Um, yeah, the, what was that? <laughs> the, the, what's that the, love? The Poconos. The, the Loves, Mount Loves Airy Lodge. Lodge. The Mount Airy Lodge, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. We yeah, we were close to that. No, um, But we did think about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a bunch of songs. You know, Derek, who's with me now today here on the guitar and hanging out laughing at your jokes, he, um, he played a lot of instruments and helped with the production and a guy named Don DeLay who uh, owns Velvet Elk Studios? He did a lot of the production, and then we did some stuff at Magic Shop in New York on uh, mm-hmm. Crosby Street, which is uh, hang it in there barely. It's a great studio. Um, it's you know for me it's a, a cool record because we get to play some quiet stuff on it and some stuff that you know live can uh, get the the ass shaken. Yeah, I definitely got that listening,
1: listening to it. I mean, it's a combination. I mean, you mean you're a rock and tour and there's a, a separate, definitely a folk side and like you said a rural kind of vibe going on. But um, but yeah, you're you're from Queens, it shows. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I always try to incorporate
3: both sides of Queens Boulevard: the Paul <laughs> Simon and the Johnny Thunders.
1: Uh, I always thought you know Dion was the he's the, from the Bronx. of That's course. the Bronx. That's a That's different. Yeah, it goes to the dictators, Uh, but that's that's the true line that goes to Paul Simon and Bruce Springsteen. The line starts with Dion, you know, and goes sort of through. Well, maybe the dictators because they're from up there too. But uh, you say Paul Simon and um, well, everybody. Yeah, well, you could be next. You could do the show on Arthur Avenue, and you could get we can get some (laughs) spaghetti up there. All right, right.
3: Roberta's uh, North.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, all right. Uh, Here's uh, Jesse Mom. What are we going to hear? We're going to play a song called Addicted, and
3: I want to send this one out to our friend Nick Alexander, who was a merch guy for me and a good friend on many tours in England and just a really sweet, wonderful kid, really good person, uh, and it's a horrible thing what happened to him and, and many others the other night, and uh, I just really don't know what to say, but we're thinking about him and his family and his spirit and sending out a lot of love. This song is called Addicted.
2: I've been running from the outskirts. Got some money on the wrong horse. I just have nowhere else to go. Now they're closing down the bookstore. And they're putting up a condo. We're gonna watch this whole thing blow. And I live here all my life. I'm addicted to the sadness the sound of tribulation we never got to say goodbye well they wanted his apartment and they tried to steal his paintings they were counting up the days until he died and the band played all that of my youth. I'm addicted to the hand job I've been living on the downstroke Almost gone and almost gone I've been feeling like a bastard In the beauty of the moments, So alive and so long In the band playing on the band led on. No. The band led on. The sadness of my youth. In a camera, and you're feeling like a target. Another picture in a million dollar phone. Oh, I'm addicted to the moment. I will not be reconstructed. We're gonna watch this whole thing blow. And the band played on and The band. The sadness of my youth. Will I live here all my
1: life? All right, I can tell you. What's the new album called? The new album's called Outsiders. And it's out, and everybody can get it on uh, through various uh, online. the sites of old old sco-
3: conspiracy and assault. And, and uh, old
1: school plastic, those black shiny on things. vinyl,
3: yeah. We sell vinyl, and they're in the shops. We just did some in-stores at Vintage Vinyl and Looney Tunes in Long Island. And we're playing in New York, actually, um, in December. We're doing a Bowery Ballroom, and uh, we'll be selling the vinyl there. But I think it's like December 29th,
1: um, kind of a holiday thing. Uh, Looking forward to that Um, Speaking of vinyl You uh, got back with Degeneration To do a vinyl thing uh, This year right For Record Um, Store Day
3: It was Record Store Day Yeah It was in April We did My uh, favorite Hallmark holiday (laughs) Queens of A And a song called Piece of the Action And it was um, On our Velvet Elk Record label too That we just started And yeah We have a whole Degeneration record That's just being mixed It's been recorded Most of it For about two years And and now it's going to be So that means We're going
1: to look forward To seeing you guys Coming back at it
3: Um, We'll have to do Something to represent this record (laughs) Yeah, I mean Everybody's still alive and well As Johnny Winter would say And talking to each other Occasionally, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Brief I'm just, texting. and uh, Man, I mean, you, when you guys uh, came out, I mean, you came out big. I mean, it rolled, seemed to roll out big, the degeneration thing. I mean, I remember I left town for like a, you know, a week to go on tour, and I came back, and all anybody was talking about was degeneration.
3: Well, well, it was fun times. I mean, there was nothing going on here in the late 80s, early 90s that really we could connect with. I mean, maybe some bands on what was called a scum rock scene. <laughs> there was, I guess that was pretty cool. And, you know, a lot of people were kind of doing the rock L.A. thing, but we were... We were kind of trying to do something like a "bam" we wished we could have saw in the 70s if we were old enough, you know, like our Dead Boys, Dolls, Stooges, Kiss kind of fantasy. But dealing with, uh, you know, modern day 90s issues, you know, we were growing up where, I guess... We were in our 20s. It was like the war on drugs, the war on sex. The You know, it was like the beginning of gentrification, I guess. The, the whole Giuliani thing was starting to bubble up in New York. And we had a lot to sing about, but we also wanted to have a good time. It, it kind of came out of a bunch of friends that grew up together that just wanted to, you know, play.
1: Well, it makes a lot of sense, and that's what makes a style, right? You get to cherry-pick the things you love, like whether it's the Dead Boys or Dion and you, or Arrow <laughs> Smith or, or Kiss. And um, and you, you guys ended up playing with Kiss.
3: Yeah, a lot of the things that, you know, we talked about. Speaking talk of great about, Queens bands. Yeah, the first. <laughs> <laughs> first thing I ever saw, probably first concert was kiss at the garden then you know one day we ended up just supporting them on a whole tour and one of the stops was uh, was Masses I, I,
1: I was there it was, a, it was a great night it was it was definitely reliving something the Kiss show yeah it know? was weird because
3: they were all in the old costumes and playing the old songs so it was like a weird 1977 set list
1: flashback basically they're playing Kiss Alive I think just the whole first double live record yeah. like that was pretty much the set list and it was like okay here come the flames here comes the tongue here comes the smoke you know here comes the dad you know cold gin jokes they were pretty
3: <laughs> nice to us too you know I mean after yep. you've seen the show many nights you start to you know I thought about, oh, I'm going to watch this every night. But then, after a point, you're like, "All right, I know what the vi- I know what Paul's <laughs> going to say here. I know no,
1: what- it's, it's uh no, it's going to a Broadway musical because I I went back to see him the second time they came around. I had so much fun, and it was like it was the same. It doesn't didn't really withhold like repeated yeah. viewing. Um, not in the same way that a Yoko Ono concert doesn't uh, stand up to repeated viewing. But um, it, it was a lot, a lot of good fun. But um, yeah, Degeneration made made it, made it, made, it, made it a huge impact, and um. Man, those were, those were different times, you know. And of course, it was right around then that you, uh, sort of, um, you were always throwing the Green Day party and at Georgia door. Green place. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a man, man about town. A ball we uh, were right
3: in Giorgio Gomelski's loft, uh, this the old Russian-English-Italian producer <laughs> that did the art birds and managed the stones. And he had this place on 24th Street, and we all rehearsed there, and we start to throw these parties. We'd get turntables and play records that we weren't hearing at other clubs, you know, get people dancing to Sly and the Family Stone and the Stooges and the Cramps and... Once they started dancing, we started bringing in more beer from like the cheap beer distributors out in Greenpoint, and uh, that kind of led to me getting involved in, in that thing at, at Coney Island High on St. Mark's, because then we, we got kicked out of Giorgio, so we had to go into this club, which was